Welcome to the Hog Podcast. Right now we have Abraham Escobar with us, and he is actually a fellow social media marketing agency entrepreneur. Um, so tell us a little bit about you, Abraham. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Abraham Escobar. I'm a 23-year-old male from New York City. Um, I started digital marketing actually in 2019 before there was a real spike in the wave of it. Uh, I initially started in medicine. I went, you know, traditional, go to school, yeah, then yeah. go to college, pre-med. Um, kind of found out that was not really the path I wanted to take. And then in hopes of trying to, you know, use a skill and leverage it, I found marketing, read books, read all, you know, all I had to do. And then I got interested in it. Mm, okay. So how long did it take you to choose this path? And, when, and why did you choose this, uh, this path? Uh, great question. I feel like I was kind of like dabbling in it, you know, kind of like everyone just like, like picks at it. Uh, okay. I'll say it firmly like two years. Uh, I was really looking into it kind of like every kid looking into getting out the rat race started with drop yep. shipping, you know, and then you found out your skill is actually Facebook ads, not really drop shipping because mm -hmm. there's no real profit from that. From And then there, as I was in my journey of trying to become like an entrepreneur or better said a doctor, yeah, uh, I I was shadowing doctors at, at urgent care. Okay, and there I, I I made a website uh, for a doctor, and then I started marketing, and then that's where it got me now. So so who who do you market for? Because every single social media marketing agency usually has a niche, and they market for a specific audience. You market for yeah. doctors, basically. Yeah. Okay. So um yeah, for the most part, uh, doctors are a big majority of my clientele. Mm -hmm. Um, specifically practitioners. Um, but I do uh, professional businesses. Anyone, for example, dentist, lawyer, but I'm niching down and projected for the next year to start a patient acquisition strictly with and partner up with doctors as well. Okay. So, so you're partnering up with individual doctors or you're partnering up with, let's say, a corporation or multiple uh, stores? Um, like, how, how does that work? I like that. Um, so I'm going to partner up actually with individual doctors that also have an entrepreneurial venturing side of okay. their own practices. Um, within probably next year, we are just finalizing a discussion of how we're going to approach it in the marketing side, but it's going to be solely for <clears throat> practitioners trying to venture in their own thing. Okay, see, here's here's where you and I differ a little bit because I don't only work on the advertising side. Like, I'm, I'm cool with advertising. I can advertise for companies easily. But for me, advertising is not just advertising. Advertising is, is branding, and you can't really advertise without a brand. And you can't advertise to build a brand either. You have to advertise to sustain a brand. Um, exactly. So, yes. what do you, what do you kind of, what are your thoughts on that? Because you're, you're doing, um, you're working with mainly doctors. That's, that's my assumption. Yeah, no, I, I love that question. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. That's why uh, I feel like we use the same approach when it comes to building brand image. Yep. So that's the two things. So you could, you could do either two things: develop a individual brand or like a DBA doing business as. Or you could develop a personal brand. And that's where I, I like to tell my clients to develop a social media presence. Uh, and that's the importance of it. Because regardless of if you use paid ads, if you use, you know, even traditional billboard ads, the fact that you could grow your social media presence online could be a funnel to get more clients. So uh, is in the same way I tell them to do that, uh, whether it is if they like, uh, if they want to revolve it around their country, if they want to revolve it around I don't know. For example, Dr. Miami, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not his name, but people know him as Dr. Miami and he got the clout. And when people go to talk about surgery, who do they talk about? Dr. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's more based on clout at this point, honestly. And this is yeah. something that, that like, for example, I was even with, 
Um, I was working with a company uh, yesterday. I was speaking to them, and one of their issues was um, they, they were a very functional business. I mean, they had everything going on in the back, and their main issue was just getting more customers and getting more people to buy their service. And they're like, hey, can you can we use our your advertising service to to advertise more and get us more um, uh, clients and more more customers? And I simply said no, because you guys don't have a developed brand. So my advertising would do no justice for you guys. And the, the numbers that I am promising is not going to be for you guys. And I cannot promise you anything from this point yeah. forward because you guys don't even have a developed brand. You guys don't have a social media presence. And social media advertising requires a social media presence. As I mean, it's, yeah. it's, that's logic, right? Uh, um, I like that you said that. Uh, I learned the hard way when I had to try to advertise for doctors that had poor, <laughs> you know, brand image. It's hard. And here's the thing: if if you can if you can uh, post a uh, if you can have like a dummy advertisement uh, without paying for the ads, if that makes sense, you just post on your profile and you you bring in people organically, and you see your numbers go up. That's when you advertise it. When you know that a a advertisement is working organically. So yeah. I'm sure you have your your experience with that as well. How long have you been doing this for? How long has it been? So right now, uh, firmly, it's been a year. I feel like it was on and off because I was still trying to kind of like debate with this, like what do I want to do with life type thing. Yeah. And I was like, and then I reached the point, you know, during the summer that I was like, you know, I'm gonna just go fully at it, fully devoted because you know when you when you see yourself devote 100 percent of your efforts to a company, you're kind of like. Yo, what, what happens if I could do this for my own brand or or for my own you know business, <sighs> bro? Yeah, it is paying yep. off. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So one one question that I had is, how do you measure success within within your your brand, within your company? Um, yeah. So obviously, number one of the biggest ones is actually is are people hitting you up? You know, because if you got no traction in terms of community, like people interested, mm -hmm. um. Uh, so building an audience for me is number one because right now uh, we spoke a while ago about you know the new I, I told you new currency is attention now absolutely you know with absolutely. brands like TikTok taking over TikTok was so powerful that it shifted Instagram and Facebook to start doing even YouTube like even YouTube. YouTube because pe yeah people just want fast dopamine spikes Oops. and um, this fast do dopamine spikes is just captivating our audience's attention so I feel like if as a business owner if you are able to kind of capitalize on that that's number one and then the second thing is obviously optimizing conversion rates whether it's when if you're doing cold call getting a higher conversion rate there mm -hmm. um, more people saying yes to you because at the end of the game this is a numbers game if you get that percentage up <clears throat> you get more money okay and, and one thing as well okay you said you said you were figuring out what you're doing in life uh, during that time how did you stay motivated <laughs> how did you motivate yourself i mean you're here now right yeah yeah so i'm gonna let you know man right now like i had no other option because uh it was not even about me you know it was a selfless thing it was my mother and my and my family you know, personally just to get into deep i didn't grow up with my father right okay and um i didn't have that so my mother was the only person having in my life and to see her day by day you know go to work um kind of like slaving off here it, it was detrimental and heartbreaking you know and beyond me uh i feel like i i think what's his name eric Th thomas says it well it's like yeah. you, you will disappoint the ones that are counting on you and then there was a saying that literally i heard it and i started tearing up it's like i and then i i always like talk to me when i talk to my mom listen to this man she mm. would i would be like like what's up with this job thing why do you guys why are hispanics so close-minded you know, you should start your own business and talking to her like that. But 
you know, two different generations. And I heard this quote and it was like, we are able to see the mountains because we, uh, we are able to see the sky because we stand on the shoulders of giants. And, you know, the ability for me to see right. all of this and think about entrepreneurship is because she's taking that initial risk as she took that initial, you know, momentum to go work and go kind of like slave off so I could actually have this vision and be a visionary in entrepreneurship. And so I'm like, I want to pay it back. So mostly that's the thing that kept me going and going. Okay, just paying him back to your family and making sure. So, so we get into manifestation at this point because if you ask me, <laughs> if you ask me about, let's say, uh, a year ago, not even a year ago, let's say, say six months ago, where I would be at today, I would tell you I'd be right here and right here, and I was right each and every single time because I was able to manifest it. Not only manifest it, but I was able to uh, kind of allow myself to live in a reality that didn't already exist using tactics such as meditation, using tactics such as self-awareness and even just being an egotistical piece of shit sometimes and that's even helped actually just being being yeah. be, like knowing that you are that you are the shit and knowing that you're able to provide a service that nobody else can provide and just having that confidence you'll be even you'll be able to sell it even better okay and people Big come time. to me and they're like hey man um you know abraham why are you being so harsh why are you why are you saying things that you should not have said this, to these people and i'm telling them i'm being as blunt as i possibly can be because my, how I build my profile is just on being real. I will not. I will yeah. not give you the, uh, the the rainbows and sunshines of your business. I will give you exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done and how. And again, I, I will not promise either results or I will not promise anything for a company that just cannot get it because then that looks bad yeah. on me too, right? So we go back to yeah. manifestation. So have you manifested anything? I mean, how, how did you do to to uh, like? Are you a fan of manifestation rather? honestly man i'm not you're not <laughs> I'm a, you're I'm, not I'm, I'm no no i'm not I, I it's because i feel like manifestation is there's a figure uh, you know is very popular it's like the thinker and the doer you know the five minutes i could be manifesting something i could just pick up the phone and cold call like three to four businesses mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. actually get some traction you know not 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 that is wrong you know the the mindset is right um I I personally believe that, you know, saying some stuff and saying I am going to be successful, that's nice and all. But for me, it's just kind of like very trivial and time wasting because you could just take it in action. And it's kind of like it goes like, you know, is you're trying to plan it out, um, kind of like a ready, aim, fire. But I like the approach of I think this guy's name is Joe Kaplan. He says ready, uh, ready, fire, aim It's like ready, take action. Okay. And then kind of adjust to it. It's, it's not about like, you know, plan it out and manifest it out because I feel like you get more done doing stuff than actually trying to manifest it. So I was reading a, a thing. So I have, I'm, I'm lucky to say, I don't know what the hell anxiety is. I was reading a post. I was talking about anxiety and saying that you're always thinking of wanting to do something, but you're never able to actually go ahead and do it. So maybe yeah. that's even a feeling that goes into it. And I can, I can kind of resonate with that a little bit. Yeah, man. But at the same time, I manifest everything. I will, you know, I will wake up, you know, early as hell in the morning, go to the gym and in the sauna and in, in the steam room, I'm sitting there manifesting, kind of closing my eyes. Everybody there is sweating and, and, you know, trying to get out and whatever. I'm just sitting there completely calm, breathing very calmly and thinking about what my next steps are, what I'm going to do and how I'm going to be able to build my brand in a way that, that the world has never seen before. So that's kind well, of, here's the, yeah, here's the difference. After you do that, what do you do? You take the actions, correct? Absolutely, I take the actions. Yeah, so that's so, my thing. Um, I feel like a lot of people literally, look, this is what they do. They manifest, 
and don't do crap about it. And they expect it just to, for like the universe or life or whatever they believe to just <laughs> hand it to them. And they don't put the work into it. Absolutely. You know, you're a visionary. You're you're envisioning it, and the word vision is a verb. You know, you, then you're active up on it. So I, I respect that completely. But there's just, I just feel like society as an, as now, all they do is just you know they believe like if they think it, it's gonna happen. Kind of like if. Cosmo and Wanda's gonna give it to them. Absolutely not, bro. Absolutely not. So I've I've been in this situation before where I've wanted to do something and I just have never been able to actually get to that level or achieve it. So at that point, it's 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 such a simple tactic, and I don't know why people don't use this enough. Where basically you reverse engineer from your goal. So here's your goal. What are you yeah. gonna do to reach your goal? And then from here, what are you gonna do before that to reach your goal? And you're gonna write down a whole entire document or list and write down your every single uh, every single one of your goals. And see, and put it in a time frame as well. Don't just say, oh, within this time or whenever, I'm going to get it done. Have a time frame for yourself. Make it very realistic. Have yeah. the goals be there and actually do everything possible to follow these goals. And one thing that goes into it as well is just self-discipline. Being able to not go out every single weekend and party or being able to do things such as, um, you know, another example is meditating. Another example is not smoking weed. I don't believe in anybody smoking i don't believe that that, that yeah. people who smoke weed are, are actually productive i don't believe that at all maybe you're productive in, in drawing things and just doing something that's very calming but under pressure you're not productive you're gonna get a lot of you're people gonna, triggered. <laughs> exactly imagine imagine me running a fucking agency right and then and then some a, a client comes to me and has an issue and i'm sitting here high as shit trying to answer them like come on now it, it doesn't work it just doesn't work don't no it isn't <laughs> so yeah <laughs> But yeah, yeah man. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen I've seen you around. I mean, a little bit. I've been kind of following your profile as well. And you're you're a lone wolf, man. You're. I feel like you're a lone wolf. Do you have anybody on the on the back end helping you out, mentors, anything like that, or is it just? Because I feel like you're doing good, man. I don't. I don't see you working with um, anybody else. So so here's the thing. I I do. I did. I am alone in terms of everything. Service delivery. Um every single part of my agency i tried going and getting you know from white labels to vas and it's just a bitter taste just to say the least because of a lot of things um i, I feel like because you can't have the control of it and then you're always micromanaging it so i haven't really found kind of like that fluid state where you're just wrestling and restless and just like kind of like okay i trust this team to do it but um i i did try to get it um what's it called uh, a mentor it cost me like five thousand dollars, and you know, sold on the dream, kind of like, uh, the financial freedom through co consulting and coaching, and it's it's been good. But I also feel like I I kind of regret it. Not that it's bad or all, but I feel like just the internet and YouTube as a source provides already all you need. That I kind of you know could have kept that in my pocket. Absolutely. And in all due respect, that you know, the coaching and and even the coach, I'll, I'll even shout him out. Uh, it's Trey Cockrum, amazing guy, um, amazing standards. I feel like the program is amazing, but I I also feel like knowing myself for some people it would have been good. For personally, after reflecting on it, I think like I had everything I needed. So this is just for people like that are kind of like wrestling with the fact that, um, you know, wrestling with the fact if should I should I get a consulting? Should I pay coaching? Um, I feel like if you need the help truly and you don't have the path, maybe that will be helpful. But I feel like everything is there on YouTube unless you want something done so, with you. So yeah. here, here's my argument. If you're getting a coach to coach you in, in terms of 
uh, your mental side of things in, in, in regards to how you should be thinking like as an entrepreneur, then yeah, sure. I'm okay yeah, with that. Exactly. You can have somebody. If you have somebody give you a course of what worked for them, that may not work for you. Exactly. And, and you said it perfectly. And I that's love ex- that. Yeah. And that's exactly what, what, what I had as well. I mean, I, I'm, I'm working with a few mentors here and there. One of the mentors that I'm working with was using, you know, Facebook and Google ads or just Facebook rather ads. Um, and uh, Meta's basically ads using Instagram to promote and to uh, put your name out there. And you have, to, you have to niche down. You have to find a process that works for you. And that all takes time. And to a certain extent, I have um, most of my clients, a lot of them have come through word of mouth. A lot of them have come through advertisements. A lot of them have come through other, uh, my other clients. So, and, and I've gone to a level where I need to outsource to get work done. I need to, I need to bring yeah. in more people to the team to get more work done. Otherwise, I'm not getting much more done. And, and I'm already doing just fine without advertising. And then I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about paid for the mentorship, whatever. And then their idea was just building a, a social profile, you know, building a social media presence and just having people come organically for one and two coming through ads. And it worked. I mean, it was working just fine. But the only issue is a lot of the people who I was having were unqualified and I was paying a lot more money and focusing on something that's that's not getting me as much clients, if that makes sense. When yeah, And, and, and another, another way I could do it is, for example, just walk in. This is how I started, actually. I would walk in in with a camera around my neck. I'd go to the store, whichever store it is. I will look out to see if there's an owner, if there's a person who's giving anybody commands, if there's anybody who's um, giving any type of of leadership role. I'd have the camera. I'd go up. I'd take pictures of whatever they're selling, their products, their food, whatever it is, with a professional-ass camera. I'd go up to that guy, and I'd be like, hey, man, Look, man, I really love what you're doing. Here's the camera. I just I took a few pictures. I was wondering, uh, shoot me your email. I'll send you these pictures for free. You can use it for your for your profile. And we absolutely have a normal conversation. Everything goes well. And then at that point, when they ask me what I do or if I do this for a living, I say no. I market for companies. I advertise for companies. I just take pictures for them, this and that. And then they start to get curious about it. So at that point, they're selling themselves to me. So yeah. you switch the whole entire uh narrative and narrative. dynamic exactly exactly so at that point you know coming to somebody and be like hey man i sell this service this is what i do this is what i do and this is why you should join with me they're gonna say no they're gonna be like no you know when people try to sell me these things but then if it switches you're winning you're winning if you can find yeah. a way to have them come to you instead of you going to them you're golden um you, I, I love what you said and that's the importance of building an audience because you know there's people that don't even have to advertise anymore you know, and then because it's just their DMs are flooded with people that are already trying to they're trying to sell themselves to your agency. And that's crazy. It goes back to my point as well. If you don't have a brand already built, why are you advertising? What are you, what are you advertising? Exactly. What are you advertising? So it doesn't it, there's a lot of things that don't make sense in, in, in regards to these things. Um, and, and going back to, to you as well, uh, going back to the whole entire lone wolf idea. Uh, you did this all alone, I would say, right? Yeah, man. Um, just to kid, kid you not, like I, I was, I learned self-taught coding, self-taught, you know, whether it's the software, uh, all of the programmation. Watching, I kid you, I kid you not. Like this past last year, I spent more time hearing YouTube than music because I was just playing YouTube videos, double speed, taking notes. Um, learning, learning, learning. And I feel like, you know, that's what really you want to do. If you're an agency owner, you should be constantly in the first stages consuming knowledge because I feel like right now we, we're such in, in such an era that 
all the people that are that went to drop shipping trying to get like a quick rich uh you know thing they're hopping into marketing and and then they don't want to put in the work they just want to do this typical i'm gonna get a client then get a va and then media buyer and just get the middle benefit and they don't actually want to put in that work so i felt like it was for me it was completely different and i didn't agree because i started a while ago yeah but i was consuming reading you know uh in, in just investing in myself because that's what you it, what you invest in yourself is what you give your uh, clients and at the end of the day the better the results you, know, you can have the best marketing team for your own marketing agency but like the thing that will set you aside is your results yeah like. yeah absolutely absolutely and and how do you how do you go about building trust and how do you how book. do you get your clients to that, that's a big love question. that love that love that build rapport honestly you know if you treat every client as a money bag you know and uh it's just not gonna go well because if you want to actually just network and you know build friendship and, and say like yo if i don't close this client then um it's totally fine you your way of talking to them your way of approaching them is going to be natural mm -hmm. so you're naturally going to build trust it's not even about like okay let me build trust with this person because i feel like if you come from that approach you're, you're already not being trustworthy yeah. you're trying to you know intentionally build trust i feel like kind of like us you know uh we, we just dm the network and boom we got on a on a what's called a call and and you know god knows where this could lead to you know it could lead to a business partner uh it could lead to me giving you clients you're giving me you know, something like that or just helping each other out. And who knows, you know, or it could just also go, we go our separate ways, but that's the thing. We don't know that. Of course. Here's the, here's the thing. Initially, we came with the intention of, yo, let's talk it out. Let's have a phone call. Let's have a podcast. And look, it could get you very far. And I feel like that um, is amazing because, you know, personally, each and every time I talk to you, I start building trust and trust and trust. So, for example, if you were to come to me later on and be like, yo, Abe, hey, you know, I feel like I have this thing that really helped me and I'll feel like benefit you. I'm like, I'm way more considerate rather than you just DMing me out of the blind. Like, hey, of course, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to I have this course. I'm trying to sell you. I'm like, nah, no, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then another thing is if somebody's already successful, you're going to automatically want to be around them as well. If you see somebody Big, doing, doing their thing, yeah. like like I'll give you an example. If somebody uh, you know tells me that they have you know, forty clients and they have a whole entire back end team that's doing all that, I'm gonna look at them and be like, okay, even even though I'm, I could be during that time doing the same exact thing, I will still want to know exactly what you're doing. If a guy comes to me who's like, yeah, man, I just started out. We should start a podcast. We should start doing this. We should start doing that. I'll be a little more considerate. If that makes sense, I wouldn't, or maybe. For, for lack of better words, I wouldn't consider it as much. <clears throat> yeah. that's, that's, that's the best way I'm going to say it. Because every single interaction is, is a trade-off. Each and every single interaction Big, is, yeah. a, is a trade-off. Whether you yeah, like it, it or not. Whether I mean, you can even say even between, between you and a lover or between you and friends or between you and your best friend, you guys are trading things off. You guys are, you guys are using time to pay off or, or using time to, to, to trade off a certain emotion or a certain piece of knowledge or something right it's always yeah. something so that's kind of how how human psychology works and that's how interaction works in, in my opinion so yeah, yeah and then and going into that that's why in, in being an entrepreneur and an agency owner is very important who you choose as a partner you know uh yeah. and in your love life because you, like you said it's a trait of time and emotion and that could really translate into your business okay. i feel like yeah i feel like um I, Alex Hormozzi says it very well. Um, 
you could your partner could have two it could be either two dynamics it could either be the you know the football captain and the cheerleader or it could be you know the business partner i feel like anywhere outside of that is just gonna end up in a disaster okay big time absolutely i I can see you out so so here's another question that goes into it right you have you have different types of entrepreneurship you have kind of masculine entrepreneurship and you have more more feminine uh, entrepreneurship which basically means that the person who's leading it uh, their take and their approach comes women usually come from a from a from an emotional perspective that's why not necessarily a bad side of entrepreneurship at all because no, a lot of people course. are emotional and even i mean hell even men um and then there's a more masculine like hey uh don't worry about how you feel you should just do it this way so how do you how do you how do you feel about that <clears throat> do you think I, that that applies that. to big time i think that's one of the biggest factors and i feel like the one of the things that doesn't uh, you know people don't talk a lot about is just the dynamic of it you know um it's good to talk about both things but when it's blended it's kind of like a perfect recipe because um the sales side of it you know the entrepreneur side is very masculine and with all due respect to all the women that actually pursue business it's not that, you know, they're, I'm calling them they're a man, but it's just more of a masculine trait to go out and take initiative. Just like you said, uh, in feminine relies, relies more on uh, emotion. So here's the thing. If you do four cold calls and you get rejected in all four, if you rely on your emotion, you're going to be like, you know, done. screw this. Done. You would done. be done. Done. And and as as you know, it as a business owner, you're, it's going to probably take 100 cold calls a day. And out of those 100, maybe two say yes a day. And then throughout that week of that you uh, get, which is like if you work five days, that's probably like what, um, 10, 10 yeses, and you vet them out, and at the end of the, you probably will close one, maybe. Right. So I feel like you need to have that masculine, but at the same time, where feminine comes is more of the creative side of it because you know if we're strictly sales and we're strictly pushing, um, what's it called? Then we kind of have no little character. So that's why I personally agree on. I'll handle like the masculine side of it, but I also would get people that have like a woman that are it's creative, that have emotion to have you make user generated content, which is a big thing like on TikTok and Instagram, right? Because it connects more with the audience. So I feel like when you use those, it's a perfect machine. I think I think uh, more men are millionaires, more men are are up there, and more men are managers for for a reason. I think it's absolutely yeah. for a reason. You would have to be a certain type of woman. In order to to um, reach a certain level of money, I think you'd have yeah. to be a certain type of woman. I, th- I think you would have to completely remove all types of emotion. And here's the best way to put it: Women have a have a biological clock. Men have a financial clock, which is why a lot of men work on their money, while a lot of women work on getting love, work on getting their relationships. So, as a woman, if you have a biological clock, by this age you cannot give birth. You cannot. You cannot be fertile by this age. So yeah. obviously, by this age, you would want to find a man. And if that's your focus, then you're not focusing on your business. Uh, no, that's the no, best way yeah. I'm going to put it. And women, to a certain extent, they don't even care about about you know how much money they can make. If, if you're a girl on the streets and you're doing whatever the fuck you're doing, sure, you can care about money because that's how you flex. But a genuine, genuine woman would care about continuing her legacy with a man who, who is uh, destined to hold her name. That's as simple as I'm going to put it, right? No yeah. no man and nobody ever, none of your children will ever look at you and say, oh, mother, I wonder how much money you made when you were 27 years old. Nobody cares, dude. They're going to look at everybody no. in the family and they're going to see how much more children you have made, 
how much of a of a of an empire you have created. That's what they're gonna care about. They're not gonna care yeah. about how much money you made when you were 23 or if, if somebody gave you a fucking Gucci bag or if you were on a rich guy's yacht the other day. Nobody cares, genuinely. No, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so I, as controversial as that sounds, that's exactly how it is. It's, it's the absolute truth. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I feel like there's just two things about what you said, which is incredible. I feel like, number one, Jordan Peterson says this a lot. It's just like men just tend to be more, uh, I mean, less agreeable and women tend to be more agreeable. For example, if you go to a corporate setting, Right. If if you t who's more likely to say who to work overtime with no pay or who and then who's more likely to ask the boss for, a, you know, for a raise tip traditionally and isn't, you know, no offense to women. It's more men that are inclined to say, you I want to raise. I want to climb the corporate ladder. Now, in terms of business, you know, who is more likely to kind of like give freebies and who's more likely to take more affirmative act you know affirmative uh, deals and say nope this is what i want or you don't want this okay totally fine it's just more masculine and when you see the richest females uh, and you observe observe them they just have more masculine traits about them because you have to get that assertiveness you have to get that you know kind of disconnect from that emotion so you're completely right and mm -hmm. then i feel like number two you men are you know focused and it's just on on you know finances because at the end of the day when you look at the traditional you know how we're hardwired you know, women are beautiful and nurturing and taking care. That's why, you know, they, with, the, with the concept of the womb and men are, you know, providers. And traditionally, I, I come from a traditional household where I believe, you know, I should be the provider. Absolutely. When God willing, I have the children. Sure. If my, my wife, um, my fiance right now, she's going for nursing. And I, like I tell her, yeah. that's good. If you want to do that, that's good. But I never want you to, to depend on that income by all means. I want to make sure I cover all. And if you want to use that income to put it to the side for a vacation, then by all means, that's good. But, You're a you know, G, I'm trying to. <laughs> You're a fucking G. Continue your mouthful, man. I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> that's all good, man. But, you know, and, and then that gives me, number one, kind of like gives her trust. But number two, it kind of gives me a pressure and a motivation to keep going. Because we were talking about motivation earlier. It's like, you know, it's beautiful to say I'm getting money for cars. But, you know, I'm going to get money to have for my children and for leave a legacy because at the end of the day, we're all going to die. and We're all going to be, you know, in the grave. It's, it, what really matters is what you leave in this earth. And it could be two things, money and legacy. Absolutely. And that's why a lot of millionaires, a lot of people who have a lot of money are not happy with their money because they spend so much time cutting people off and, and, and you know, yeah. not being around people that actually genuinely give a fuck about them and care about them because you can have you know, $10 million in the bank, okay? But if you don't have the people to celebrate that $10 million with, you're, you're in the gutters. You're, you're, not, you're not doing things as right as you should be. And that's why, to a certain extent, I'm okay making, you know, $800,000 a year and having my dream home with my dream wife and, and an amazing family, and I would consider myself successful. Why? Not because I'm making $800,000 a year, but because I have a, a woman by my side who's able to take care of me and cater to my needs, and then I have a family who I have built up, I have built up a legacy, and, you know, maybe I affected the world at a smaller scale, but I'm fine yeah. because me internally, I'm happy yes. where I'm at. I'm good at where you I'm found at. Your, you found your version of peace. Exactly, exactly. Because my version of peace is not, it's not monetary value. The only reason why I acquire to have monetary value is simply because of status because uh, this is a competition between all men all men are competing against each other to to get the right woman now a woman's version of status is beauty a woman's version of status is respect for herself and for her family 
right? So yeah. if, if, for example, um, let's say I, I get married moving forward and then one of my uh, friends or whatever comes over to my house and my wife is already there making food for us and doing something like, she, like I've, I've come back after a long day of work and my friends look at me and they're like, damn, bro, where did you get her from? And they're going to ask me that question. I'm going to feel like a fucking badass. Yeah. That, that's all I'm going to say. So a, a woman's status comes from her self-respect. Isn't that, it doesn't come yeah. from her money as much. I'll be honest with you. And if you want to follow yeah. that path, go ahead. Nobody's stopping you. Yeah. Nobody's I, stopping you. I have you. a question for you. I know you're the host, but I have a very controversial question. Go ahead, please. What is your opinion on this new wave of like OnlyFans and, and women, you know, demoralizing themselves? I absolutely hate it. I absolutely hate it. Um, I was friends with a woman who had done OnlyFans. Now, me personally, I've never been on OnlyFans. I fear God, so I don't go on OnlyFans at all. And what happened was she was a completely normal female knew of her knew about her she started doing only fans later on she comes to me and she's like man i wonder why why is no guy loving me why why, why am i not able to get in relationships every single time i talk to a guy he wants me to he wants to use me for, for my body i'm like because that's all he sees that is all yeah. he sees the reason why gold is is valuable is because not a lot of people can obtain it the reason why scarcity is amazing is because not a lot of people can obtain it and if your body is not scarce nobody will care about your body they will come in and walk out as fast as they came in so if if you don't have that type of scarcity it's done and that becomes with everything that is even goes back to sales if i give an offer to a certain individual within a week if they don't reply to me guess what their offer is going up because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving this out to anybody. I'm giving this out to you. You should respect it. The price is going up, whether you like yeah. it or not. So, Like you say, <laughs> yesterday's price is not today's price. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And I would, hell, even if the prices didn't go up, I would raise the price specifically just for you. So it's, it's <laughs> I, I don't have to do that. If I ever have to do that, then it's not the right client, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'm, I'm very respectful to my clients. I speak to them in a, in, a, in a very direct way. And I build my brand on directness and just being completely yeah. vague. So, or not vague, rather. Um, uh, what's the correct honest. word for honest? There you go. So, yeah. So, what's what's your thoughts on that, then? No, we're on the same page, yeah. I feel like right now, it's very sad because um, for, for both men and women, because number one, women, you know, they're just finding that economic relief. Because, you know, in reality, they can make a, a lot of money from simply just posting that. And then I, I, I came across like, you know, several agents, I was networking with several agency owners and I found out that there's this guy that has an OnlyFans agency. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, <laughs> I, I manage OnlyFans for accounts. And that's why I say that because I was like, that's, that's freaking crazy. That That's just a no, no, big he, stream of money. No, but here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and just real quickly, for men, it's detrimental because, you know, this age of pornography and and this age of, you know, instant gratification, it affects your love life because, you know, you start seeing this as uh, what you expect. And then when it comes time to actually get, you know, with with a woman and then future, you know, you try to kind of like plan it out. It's not really what you expect because you this is what you fed yourself all these years. And then it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, a disconnect from reality. And I completely agree with that. Now, now here's the thing. If you are a, a person who is utilizing other people's mistakes there, you have to understand people are not going to change if a girl wants to start an only fans she's going to start an only fans now if yeah. if you are backing that up in a way and you are using your experience in marketing to market them and help them grow their business in a way you're not wrong for doing that just because you don't associate like for me for example that's something i would do if i see a for example business where where men are 
the target audience and their it's a big business by the way it's a, it's a very big market for for those things yeah, yeah. and and for example if if there's anybody who who works through and who utilizes and finds these gaps and actually works uh through getting these people their views and getting their their profile up then sure i mean uh, me personally i would do it i would absolutely do it i wouldn't i wouldn't indulge in it at, at all but i would definitely do yeah. it if i see monetary value and okay. i wouldn't i wouldn't be ashamed of it either honestly that's interesting. Like that, I personally, you know, just to be straight up, I, I personally would disagree with that because I feel like it. Well, with me, because I kind of like find it like I disagree with in in terms of um, just you know OnlyFans as a whole and what's going on. So I feel like I'll be a contributing factor. But I like that you say that it's kind of like a point of capitalizing, and you know, it's a point that you know you see that there's a market for it. And then you have the skills to market it, but you're not really indulging yourself into it. See, I, I, at the end of the day, if I'm not scrolling through these things, if I'm not the actual customer, if I'm not being affected, for example, let's say a, a woman comes to me and she's, um, uh, let's say I'm growing this agency, right? I would personally never do this. I have other means of, of, of I would rather put my time somewhere else personally. But if yeah. I have the chance <laughs> to, and I have a business partner who's already doing very well at this, and he asked me to come in and ask for my, uh campaign building abilities or funnel building abilities then at that point i would absolutely take it now i wouldn't indulge in it and i would advertise in a way that's beneficial for them and then i'd put that yeah. advertising to the side i'd let it do its thing and i'd be somewhere else doing something else that's way more productive or that's that's way more uh in a way accepted in my mind right yeah, it's, not, it's it. never gonna feel good doing that it's never gonna feel good doing that but what is gonna feel good is the idea that i'm gonna be able to grow my potential and allow the people who I love and the, the people around me uh, grow, and I will do that at any cost. So okay, that's that's I my like that. that's my current. Uh, so you, okay. you you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't help an no, OnlyFans girl. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's also no, hear just, me out. Hear me out. It's it's yeah. also out of respect for your the individual that you're with. So if I'm yeah, if no, I'm you, if I'm with with a person who I love, if I'm if I'm with a, a, a future wife per se, or somebody who's like example, for example, my fiance. If I'm if I'm with, I don't have one, but if I'm with, if, if I'm ever with my fiance, she says no, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I'd be like, all right, cool, sounds good. I just yeah, not yeah. gonna do it. Go ahead, man. I'm yeah, yeah. you off. <laughs> Imagine like I'm like, babe, uh, I'm managing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you not kill you. Yeah. And then and then, bro, uh, I'm Arab, right? And you're yeah. you're you're Hispanic, so um, yeah. they get jealous, bro. They're, we got the crazy ones. <laughs> we got the crazy ones yeah no but like i be, I believe you know beyond respect to her because she she deserves that you know unmerited respect in terms of that i feel like it's also an internal conviction because mm -hmm. um at the end of the day it's you something that i personally don't agree with you know and i feel like i i would be advocating and supporting by doing so so i feel like i could just politely say you know you know that's your your way of producing income but i just don't want to really be a part of it because I feel like in a, in an indirect way, I will still be a part of it um, because I'm related. I'm just marketing for them. Um, I'll, you know, redirect them to pro possibly where to look for, not even for a person, but where to look for. But I just feel mm -hmm. like it just doesn't sit well with me. Okay. And it wouldn't sit well with me if I were just marketing. And then eventually I'll stumble up on their content and stuff like that. Um, yep. So I just like kind of, it's kind of like cut it off from the root like prevent it for, prevent it from even even a thought being conceived mm -hmm. kind of type of mentality so 
Um, but I like that, you know, I like to, to hear different perspectives and I like mm-hmm. to see your, um, you know, your vi- like kind of like your lens of it because you, you come from the approach that, you know, you're not really doing anything you, and you know yourself. You're not going to indulge it's, in it's it. It's either I do it and get money out of it or somebody else does it and gets the same exact yeah. money. If, if I get the option to make, you know, five times more than what I'm making right now by, by you know, working with these people, then sure, I, I would absolutely do it. Now I wouldn't indulge within within the business. I wouldn't I wouldn't be a part of it. I wouldn't be scrolling through all the fans. I wouldn't even have an account. I wouldn't do none of that. I'd actually have somebody else from my end working on this. So I take on the project and I wouldn't even work on it. I'd have somebody from my team come in and work on it. And I would put in as little effort as possible in a way, sure. But if I'm able to capitalize on it, I will. So there's yeah, a respectful way to be in it and there's a there's a way that would kind of mess you up if you were in it so it all depends on how you do it as well which is yeah a little risky when you don't have the control that you want to have in a way yeah yeah i get you. yeah man yeah no i honestly i i i like seeing it from there and like i feel like it, at the end of the day it's just like using your convictions and what you find uh okay and not mm-hmm. and then like, kind of like where you draw the line so are you religious, Abraham? Yes, yes, I am. Honestly, and I, I feel like that explains a lot as well. Yeah, because um, at the end of the day, in my perspective, is just like uh, what you involving yourself indirectly will get me involved and kind of get me in that picture, and I just want to avoid it at all costs. So, mm-hmm. um, and like if I'm preaching a message that's you know on the contrary of what they're doing, but I'm helping them with the marketing, it like, doesn't make sense as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. completely understand that. I completely understand yeah. that. But then you don't have to be supporting it to be doing it. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, a lot of the people that work, for example, for um, coal mines, right? They probably don't support the whole entire cause of using coal and and and, and causing global warming. They they probably don't support it at all. But that's how they're making an income. They don't do it because they want to do it. They do it because they have to do it. So that's that's the current level that that society is at right now. I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I did like hearing hearing your side. I did like hearing your point of view. Um, Same here, man. Any anything else to add? Any any questions? Anything controversial? Because I know we were having a contro- controversial topics here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nothing at all. I think the most yeah, I think the most controversial thing I could ask you is what are your thoughts on Andrew Tate and stuff like that. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're doing this now. Okay, <laughs> so damn, bro, I think he's a. Uh, here, here's here's the thing with all these gurus, right? Yeah. And I I'm I've studied them, I've absolutely studied them. All these gurus, they use drama. They over, uh, they they basically use drama to, uh, to get people to either be scared to have a certain feeling. Uh, the Matrix does exist. I do believe in the Matrix. I don't believe that it's as as developed and as crazy maybe not as developed it is definitely developed but it's as it's cinematic not, as it's made, exactly right? exactly they're putting fireworks behind everything they say they're they're you know putting a, a cool fire they're putting you know uh different frames and different lenses on 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 what they say and they're 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 making it extremely cinematic to the point that people are interested it's a movie for them this life is a movie yeah so what they do they do that it could be true their message could be absolutely true but then the way that they say it is is very um, uh, it scares people. And the thing that Andrew Tate does that I I'm not gonna say that I resonate with. I really don't. But it's genius. One clip, 
one clip, he would say something like, uh, I'm allowed to have, you know, four girlfriends or four wives. And then, uh, or I'm, I'm allowed to cheat. I'm allowed to, to cheat on my woman. And a woman would be uh, completely terrible if, if, it cheated, if she cheated on me. I will not allow a woman to cheat. It's, it's bad for a woman to cheat, but I can cheat. And then the next clip, what he would say is he would say something along the lines of, I believe in love. Love is amazing. Uh, I think everyone should be in love with each other. And I'm like, you just, you're, you're contradicting yourself. So the people that love yeah. him are seeing the only thing that's bad about him. The people that hate him are seeing the only thing that's, that's hateful about him. And then yeah. he's getting people to fight against each other when, when he's psychologically manipulating them. And that's the thing that's yeah. insane to me. And he's doing all of this. He's a rich guy. He's a very, very smart guy. He wouldn't be, a, he's not there from, uh, because of luck. Okay, but he yeah, knows exactly. how to manipulate people. One of the one of the things that he said was to find a uh, an insecurity, find something that, that that people are insecure about, and then target that and use that to sell your service. A pain and, point, yeah, yeah. And you it can is. see it, it is it is a pain point, but the way that he says it is is very important as well. He said an insecurity. So yeah. if you are a a personal trainer, you know you would go up to a to a girl or something like that, and you you could be like. Are you at the weight that you want to be right now? Knowing very well that she's not the weight that she wants to be. And then you'd be like, yeah. are you at the weight you want to be right now? So what's stopping you? And then she's going to sit there and she's going to start to get into her emotional side. Well, my family did this. Well, my father did that. And you're manipulating everything else. And you could be like, yeah, I completely understand. And you start to resonate with them and you start to target their pain points. And that's what yeah. sales is, in my opinion. It is. And then so. here's the thing with, with like when you try to help them out, it's not, for a person like seeing this outside of the box, they see it as, you know, kind of like manipulative or they see it like it's wrong. But in reality, it's it's not wrong at all for, for the reason being is that you're targeting, you know, that pain point or, you know, that insecurity, but you're also helping them reach a level that they're satisfied in. So in that same case, you're like, you're kind of, you're using that to draw them to be your client, but here's, the, here's the response. You're helping them overcome that absolutely you're making them feel comfortable uh with that insecurity and on top of that you're making mm -hmm. them what mm -hmm. resolve that issue and then if you don't help them fix it you're down the drain because yeah that would go i mean just like uh up upward spirals exist right so yeah. if, if you're doing good other people would tell uh you know you're gonna get referrals if you're not doing as well people are also gonna say hey don't check out this guy or they might they might say a negative comment or they might say something that's bad about you and that's you're now in a downward spiral so you yeah. have to be able to provide the service that you target. Absolutely. <clears throat> Big time. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Andrew Tate? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, I think personally, he, he has some valid points, but I feel like he just kind of like a, like a kind of like a musket. He's a fires, 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 like, and with no trajectory. I feel like his delivery is just very radical, but in terms of, uh, like what you were saying, I feel like the same thing. It's an algorithm issue. It's like, you know, people that hate Andrew Tate and people that love Andrew Tate are two sides, right? And then mm -hmm. people that hate Andrew Tate, all, all they see on their, like, content is, like, stuff to make them hate him more. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, my right? God. Then, yes. Yeah. And then and then people that love him is just going to see, like, the inspirational and, like, the, what is it called? The Sigma male side yeah. of him, if they call it that. So I feel like that's where the divide is. And then that's just what's wrong with society as a whole, man. I feel like we, we don't agree to disagree. Kind of like, you know, right now we had two different opinions and then we're like, I like your point of view. I see it, you know, and then yeah. we're kind of like, well, I just don't agree. And then, you know, we've kind of like walked along. I feel like society's not like that, you know, and then this very, I appreciate, I appreciate you, bro, because, you know, there's very people few that would say, you know, I don't agree, but, you know, 
you know, agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, there's more like you're with me or you're against me. We see this in politics, in religion. We see this in every single aspect. And I feel like Andrew Tate really pushes that narrative of, you know, agree. To, you're not if you're not going to see like a feminist go and, and actually devote themselves and seeing the good things. No, they're going to go and Google 10 reasons why Andrew Tate is bad. And then you're going to see the young boy go and see why 10 reasons why Andrew Tate is good. And then they're going to share it and they're going to ignore the good and they're going to ignore the bad and they don't really find that middle ground. They're just going to take yeah. one side. Absolutely. When they don't know the option is being in the middle. Absolutely. And here's the thing. <clears throat> you know what you're exposed to. A good example yeah. I can give you is if, if a woman, for example, and I give this example a lot, if, if a woman goes out and dates shitty men because of the environment that she's in, she will think all men are shitty. If a woman yeah. is, is very respectful, even a man too, we're just using women as an example. If, if a man is, you know, or a woman are, are respectful and they, they date good people, then they're going to think that most people, if not all people are good. So yeah. your, your narrative is your perspective and your narrative is also what you see. Exactly. And what you allow yourself to consume. And social media does that very well. If you hate Andrew Tate, you're going to see shit that you hate Andrew Tate for. Yeah. And if you like him, you're going to see things that you like him for. Simple yeah. as that. It's as simple as that. It is, it is. And it's, it's with anything in life. If you notice, if, if, pick something that you're very biased about. Whether it is, you know, a sports team or something. What's the first thing you do when somebody says something against them, right? And then you have to prove yourself. You start, for example, let's say, like, I'm a vegan, right? I'm not. Thank okay. God, but <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Let's say, let's hypo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, hypothetically, like let's say I'm a vegan, right? And I'm trying to defend veganism. What am I gonna go do? I'm gonna go on Google and search up why the positive effects of veganism. You know why veganism is correct. I'm not gonna come here with a like a neutral perspective. I'm just gonna go and reinforce. And that's kind of like what it is. It's called confirmation bias in psychology. You're just gonna build up your bias and you're not really trying to see that middle ground that's why we, we have this society so i had a friend who wanted tattoos and he was searching up for every single reasons as to why tattoos were not haram and as to why he should get a tattoo he wasn't searching as to why he shouldn't get a tattoo he was searching yeah. as to why he should get a tattoo because if he's biased about something he's going to go to the grave to defend it and another cultural yeah. thing is it is people think it makes you less of a man to be incorrect and and they're going to defend something that they're probably that that they know that they're wrong about because they, they think it devalues yeah. them or they think that they look stupid if they are like oh you know what actually yeah you're right i made a mistake and the amount of respect that people have for you when you say something like that nobody sees you as any less honestly um yeah. they see you as more they see you as very mature if you're actually yeah. proven wrong so from that point forward it, it all depends on on how you carry yourself as well so i think that's very important yeah exactly i think the, there's nothing more mature than to say you know i don't know and it, it can relate to anything you know and, and when somebody asks you a question even in business man like if a client says like I could da -da -da, when you're your response is i know how to do that uh and then you're wrong you just look like a you know dumbass yeah but if you say you know generally i don't know i could find out for you and i could find out if i could do this correctly if not then they will respect you completely and you know that approach could get you that client actually yeah, I feel like, you think so? Yeah, I feel I feel like you know I think more no than yes, but there's a potential more that you say you know, like for example, let's say you you go to a print shop and then you want like this exact thing. They're like, we never done this, but you know we could definitely try it out. You'd be like, okay, you know, give it a, give it a shot instead of saying like unconfidently. 
like you're gonna well, yeah. so can you or can you not <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or or for example being able to uh, i feel like being transparent saves you from a lot of headaches save you from, from, from a lot of things if you're like hey man i'm the best at marketing i'm the best at doing this i'm great i can absolutely do this for you and then a company brings you on and you just don't do the same stuff for them you're gonna look even stupider but then if you if you right off the bat say hey by the way uh, we can try this. We can minimize the risk as much as we possibly can, and we'll test these things out. We'll see what works for you, what doesn't. If it doesn't work for you, we can, you know, say our goodbyes. This is the price I'll give you for the testing phase only, um, and and we'll see what that does. They're going to respect you a lot more than a company that comes to you and that's like, yeah, we'll get your results each and every single time. Yeah, we're the best. Like, no, dude, no person can guarantee. Um, no person is, is invested enough in a in a maybe a niche probably yeah but no person is invested enough in and and people's traits and people's personality to be able to get them result each and every single time you can the best thing you could do is just choose who to work with wisely that's it yeah i feel i completely agree the only way i can see people actually being that devoted if, if they're paying a good you know price for that if somebody were paying me like a hundred thousand dollars a month for that then by all means, I'm attacking it with you know, every single angle. But like, if Dude, it's I'm a, dropping it's all my like, clients if I get a hundred thousand dollars a month. You guys are all dropped. <laughs> I'll fuck, I'll fuck with you. Yeah. yeah. No, I get you, but like, you know, it, it just reflecting on like, it's it's just an issue about you know how much they're willing to invest in if they're in in your time. I feel like if the, if the price is just right and then you want to do it, then it's reasonable to you. Then by all means, you could do it. But like, kind of like your approach, you know. You're just saving yourself time and headaches. Absolutely, absolutely. I completely agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I really do like seeing how how you. Or I, I I like picking at your brain just a little bit and seeing seeing uh, what you think about these topics as well, because we're in the same field in a way. I market for. I uh, started off with physical stores. Now I'm working more towards e-commerce, and I'm I'm a creative agency more than I am a. Uh, well, I'm both an advertising and a creative, but I market myself as a creative first and then advertising second. Um, okay. Because you and I both know that the creatives are kind of what draws the customers in. Big time. And not even how good the creative looks. You can have a completely gorgeous picture of your shop and people would not come in, but it's just the psychology behind it. It's what you tell Big time, yeah. So uh, you and I have both seen ads that look terrible, that have done great right oh yeah i yeah. mean there's a reason why big companies use these horrible ads instead of like saying that's ugly be like why are they doing this mm -hmm. if, if, if you notice coca-cola or mcdonald's are doing something like weird or out of the ordinary instead of saying you know this is not gonna work there's a reason why they're investing millions millions of dollars in it because it works you know they wouldn't be doing it if it didn't mm -hmm. work mm -hmm. and then I, I feel like that's why right now if you notice one of the biggest things is user generated content because mm -hmm. it's it just seen that super trustworthy um and just like that the creative itself is it doesn't even matter they use like a like a uh four thousand dollar or ten thousand dollar camera they literally could uh, uh a person recording on your iphone yeah. a video and it seems genuine could drive sales by crazy crazy more. so what do you think about having a face to your to your brand as well do you think each and every single brand should have a face in the background to build rapport with people that they haven't even met or spoken to I feel like it's not needed, but it will help a lot. You know, it's, it goes back to branding, kind of like, you know, it, you have first branding that gives you your, your your company's image and then also having like a face, kind of like you, you mean like a spokesman, like, um, yeah. like yeah, I, I totally like that because, you know, it, it's kind of like its own branding in itself too. So it, it's, it, 
if you look at it from a funnel perspective, it will definitely funnel in. And it also builds trust because mm-hmm. people have more than just like a, a logo to see. They see have a brand, a person to, to rely on. And I like it. So what do you think about going off topic for your brand? For example, me, I talk about a lot of controversial things. I say my opinion exactly as, as, as it is. And maybe it may not be related to marketing. The topic could absolutely not be related to marketing, but I'm still going to speak about it and say it and post it on my social media platforms that these companies that might work with me are going to see. How do you feel about that? I, I 1 trillion percent agree with it. You know, let me explain deeply why. Because uh, number one, uh, it makes it easier for you because you're not solely posting business. You make it more fun for yourself, right? If you're posting what you want to, this is genuinely you. Number two, that's that point. It makes it more genuine. You know, people get mm-hmm. to see a host perspective. But then here's the thing. The most important part about what I'm trying to say is that there's three layers of content. And then there's the widest layer is kind of like trying to funnel in every person to view your content. Then there's semi-niche. is like people kind of interested. And then there's very specific niche. So... He, uh, it's quick and simple example, right? I, I want to target doctors that want to start their own business and venture into their own business with marketing and venturing. My content will have those three approaches, right? Number the the outermost layer is going to be, it could be medical related. It could be medical school related. It could be, you know, um, something about a scrub top or Crocs because, you know, that attracts doctors. So it's going to get pe- probably future clients. Then it's going to talk about medical business, right? Then, then the most centered content is, is going to be call to action centered content. Like, yep. here is how yep. I took this doctor. So you get all, you get more people <clears throat> viewing, which is funneling in. Then a lot of those people are going to get nurtured with that second middle layer. And then the people that are ready to, or are in the kind of like on the edge of taking action, those videos are call to actions either to your website funnel or just even to just scheduling a call. So I like it. I and, and, like and, it. And you do that through a funnel system. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone should have a funnel system because Agreed. if you just have a, a, a regular website, I keep doing this, sorry. Okay. Um, if you have a regular website, man, I feel like you're just, you're wasting money and time because people, the purpose of your website is every time they scroll down, they're convinced more and more and more to book a call. You know, mm. if they weren't convinced at all, then they go through the testimonials, then they go through the, you know, money back guarantee, whatever it is. But like, that's the purpose of your website to sell you, not to really display because at the end of the day, you need to close sales, right? You could you could care about the client and all, which is good. That that's the whole point. But you need to close sales to pay the bills. <clears throat> and of course. if you don't get that that number up, we all respect you. Sure. You're done. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it all goes back to scaling as well. So yeah. I mean, being scaling, like I said, what works for you is not going to work for somebody else. What works for somebody else is not going to work for you. So that's why I don't believe in a lot of courses. That's why I don't believe in. The, I believe in the schooling system, but I don't at the same time. It's a very controversial topic that yeah. maybe another podcast we can definitely get into. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, this, this is why I don't believe in, in, in courses that teach you how to do something a certain way without you even trying it in the first place. Now, if you're already doing it and it's working for you, yes, take a course on it. But it, yeah. if you're going to pay $3,000 to have some random dude on the internet teach you how to do something start to finish and promise results, then by all means, go ahead, do it. But you can't see yourself... You know, you can't see that working for you each and every no. single time. You can't be conf- You can't be more confident than, than the guy selling you the, their service. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes, you cannot be. Yes, I love that because at the end of the day, you're not going to get that return on investment. Nope, not at all. 
But what, what you were gonna get is is I, I would say knowledge. Uh, but if, you, if for example, if you touch a fire and you get burned, you're gonna understand not to touch that fire again. That's that's yeah. worth the money, in my opinion. Oh, sometimes worth the money. I'm not gonna say each and every single time, but most of the time worth the money. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a huge thing. So I feel like sometimes some people are just that's what it takes. You could tell them as much as you want, but they're kind of like kind of like a kid going back to your analogy changing it up like you could tell like your child don't touch the stove don't touch the stove they're, they're, they're gonna, gonna still they're be, gonna touch it, it isn't a, yeah they, when they touch it and they get burned i promise they're not even gonna want to look at it exactly, it's same, exactly yeah it's the same with people you know you could tell them you know you got everything you need you're good just make it take action like no 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 they buy the four thousand dollar course they they don't see results and now they're you know set back four thousand dollars like, hey man, we we'll try to tell you. Now you're in the mud. There yeah. you go. All right. Well, <clears throat> thank you for for coming on. I, I really do, and we should definitely do this again next time. Actually, I had uh, this is completely off topic, but I had a few other uh, social media marketing agencies and a few people I was networking with that can even hop on a call. We can have a whole entire conference call, and anybody looking to cool, start a social media marketing agency or anything like that can come in and watch. And actually, instead of buying a four thousand dollar course, see. Yeah what we're going through and understand what it takes now look at, at iman ghazi whatever the hell his name is telling okay. you or selling his service to you so you can go buy his course right yeah some things like for example one example that, that he gave me is to cold email cold emailing doesn't work it does in, in a certain extent but you have to first of all extremely Blast. time consuming yeah extremely Blast time consuming you. exactly exactly secondly you get you you become a spam okay some it depends on who you where you're sending your emails from but you become spam to a certain extent and thirdly if you're sending a thousand emails and and you're getting an open percentage rate of three percent out of those people how many do you think are really going to close a deal with you point i, zero I, I will tell five. you through cold emailing and again what works for me is not going to work for anybody else and vice versa yeah through cold emailing i've probably gotten 10 calls and i had you know 2,000 emails sent. There you go. Yeah. I have the percentage. Um, <laughs> but, but either way, either way, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, no, uh, thank you for having me on, man. Of it's course. It's honestly been an enlightened discussion because you, we don't, like, I love, dude, I really love your mentality and your approach of things. I love thank what you. you said, your your honesty and kind of like, I, I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, I, I'd rather be blunt and I feel like we, we agree in this, like, we, we would appreciate people being more blunt with us because that's how we grow and that's of course. that's how i resonate with a lot of people yeah um it was a time i was a lot of, you know very agreeable but kind of like if you think about being just blunt with people what's the worst that could happen Nothing. you get in a fight right <laughs> so just learn self-defense and that's all good you're good <laughs> i like your mentality too bro hey if if we you get in a fight online though then you're chilling, you're chilling. yeah exactly like if you're, if you're good and Clean slate, you don't have anything to worry about. That, that's so. the funny part, bro. Because back when I was in, in high school, middle school, people would actually get into fights. Kids would actually get into fights. Nowadays, you think you'd grow and you'd see more people fighting, but in reality, if if I'm ever in a situation where I where I have, which is not very often, I'm at home fucking working. But if I'm at a, at a situation where I have to fight or where I need to fight, and I get in a quote unquote argument with a guy, and I tell him to fight, it's it's all it's all scrap up until. The time that they have to fight and then after they're like no nah, man we're good whatever everybody's just yeah. talk so big time big, yes everyone's just <laughs> talk so anybody watching you know don't be that agreeable take controversy as you know your friend not your enemy and 
and have your own opinions, please. Yeah, please, yes, yes, please, 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 please. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's just a lot of copy paste, right? Bro. <laughs> no, I love this. I well, thank you guys for, for everybody watching. I'll put your socials down in the in the description on the YouTube. Um, and then we're gonna be sending out YouTube clips. We're gonna be shitting out every single uh short content form clips that we can think of. So uh we'll use that and then hopefully we can we can stay in touch later on and uh and get you on another podcast with with uh with a bigger kind of uh, panel yeah man of we course. can just uh, catch up and see how we're doing so far sure let's do it let's do it my man all right man all right, thank bro. you for everything bro of course of course and thank you guys i'll keep your stuff in the description all right, all right take care